Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Proudly brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au. And they're off. <laughs> well, it is Melbourne Cup Week racing, uh, and we have a, a tiny, weeny bit of a racing theme in today's show. Just, of, just the, a bit. The name of our guest, a very famous name in uh, in racing broadcasting, and then becoming a very famous name in his own right. Broadcasting in, in general, exactly. Vertigan's the name. John's the Christian name of both John Senior and John Junior. Oh, but John Junior spells it differently without the H. Well, and John Junior, I believe, was. Also known as Jonathan in his teenage years. Well, yes, he was. Uh, I'm so I'm so delighted to have him on the um, on the show today, John Vertigan. Yes, he is the host of Three MP Breakfast, yep. and he's also the man behind those wonderful fake race calls. So the COVID Cup, you might be familiar with, yep. and um, the family camping handicap, which got a, uh, a lot of attention on social media, actually went viral that uh, race. Very clever. And very timely because all of a sudden, uh, from the weekend you're listening to this, uh, hopefully, um, mm. the entire universe is now open for business. Everybody in Australia can go anywhere in Australia, I think, if I'm right. Uh, you can cross-pollinate into regions and states. Well, and just about. Let's yeah. not jump the gun Except with Western South Australia, Australia and South... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Except At the WA. time of recording this, but uh, it's, it's a very very um, uplifting time, isn't it? We're yeah. all feeling rather chuffed about our newfound freedom. So you might be jumping in the caravan. You might be putting the tent in the back of the ute. You might be doing all those things and uh, heading off into the wilderness to do it. And uh, you'll hear uh, what sometimes happens. And that's been turned into a race call by John Vertigan. But he'll be joining us shortly to and, have a uh, chat. If you're heading into the wilderness, make sure, Kevin, you do it hand in hand with your loved one. <laughs> what? <laughs> is that like so you, you got two people going to the forest, only one comes out? Is that how that works? Is that the end of that story? I don't think it's got a happy ending, everybody, but uh, anything to do with cheese has a happy ending, mm. particularly if you make it yourself. And Cheese Links can help you do that. Janet's uh, the person to talk to. Cheeselinks.com.au. Jump on the website. Yeah, sort yourself out for cheese-making equipment. You can make cheese in your very own kitchen, Kevin. Otherwise, coming up to Christmas, a gift voucher would be a terrific idea. Or a yoghurt maker where you can make your own yoghurt and put into it what you want in it, not what you get off the shelf that someone That's else has right. put together. Now, if, you get to If put you customised your own yoghurt, Kevin, it would have, I would say, blueberries in it most probably. Yeah. Wouldn't and if lo- you could get loganberries, you'd put those oh, in it too. I love loganberries. Wouldn't have any culture in it. And the only thing I don't like about <laughs> yoghurt is that yeah, taste. It's got it. Well, Kevin, who needs culture mm, when exactly. I've got you? <laughs> well, you haven't got either. You've missed out on both. <laughs> That's the number for Cheeselinks, cheeselinks.com.au. But let's get to our guest for this week because uh, time is of the essence. We've got a lot to get through with this man. His name is John Vertigan. You are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier, brought to you by Cheeselinks, bringing cheese and yoghurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au. John Vertigan, thank you so much for joining us. Lovely to have you on uh, on our program. Kevin Hillier, Paddo, hello, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> We're so pleased to have you on the show, uh, John. Breakfast radio, we speak to a few people that work brekkie shifts and um, what they always tend to say is that it kind of knocks the body clock around and it really messes with your eating habits. Is that the case for you? 
Yeah, look, I must admit I heard Basil Zemplis on your show a couple of weeks ago and uh, he mentioned that uh, he he doesn't have a beer. I, I'm not that kind of guy. <laughs> uh, I, do, I do have a beer and it, it, it um, eating-wise, I guess, you know, you're up at half past four, quarter to five in the morning, so I do eat at the nanolite time of 6, 6.30. It's just it's just because you don't want to go to bed on a on a chocker's stomach. So I, I guess I do eat a, a little earlier. And what about uh, during the shift? It doesn't really give you much time to prepare anything substantial. So how do you get by of a morning? Well, I've just you know, I've got one here. I'm just no, I've <laughs> taken it to the kitchen. But I I I, uh, I, I do a protein shake now. Oh, so protein powder, a banana, a little bit of cinnamon and some oat milk, whack it in the Thermomix for 40 seconds with some ice and a little bit of water, and I find that if I have that at about during the 7 o'clock news, it's, uh, it's really good. keeps me full until lunchtime, and uh, it's yummy. Did I hear you say oat milk? I thought you were going to say, did I hear you <laughs> say Thermomix? <laughs> <laughs> I was getting to that. <laughs> uh, yes, oat milk or almond milk. It's only it's something my 19-year-old daughter has got me into. Oh. I was always a, a, a skim milk or a full cream, whatever, but uh, she's got me onto the almond and, and oat milk lately. I don't know if it, if it does any good, but I, I don't mind it. Does that mean you pop it in your coffee? Sorry, Kevin, I'll let you get a question in, in a minute. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I first had an almond latte. I thought, nah, this tastes no good. <laughs> but halfway through, I thought, it's actually, it's not too bad. So I'll, I'll have a, an almond latte for uh, for my cup of, of choice these days. Yeah, well, how very, how very, uh, you know. I know. Yes, I how know, very right? of you. So the thermo, <laughs> I wanted to ask about the Thermomix as soon as you mentioned it. Are you the kitchen gadget man, are you? Yeah, look, we've had the Thermomix for about oh, four years, I think. And I remember when we purchased it, my wife and I, we, we said, okay, this is our Christmas present to each other, mm. but it, is, it comes at a significant price. It's two grand. Yeah, it's so not cheap. So we are not going to purchase this and have it sit there <laughs> and we just use it to crush ice. <laughs> we've got to use it at least three times a week. And uh, occasionally we'll have to have a little pep talk with each other and say, right, <laughs> been used for a couple of weeks. Let's pull our fingers out and Google some recipes. But I guess now doing the, the shakes every morning, it's a, it's a reason for being there. It's a magical thing, the Thermomix. It's a bit like a MacGyver contraption, isn't it? You can put, you know, um, a bit of rice in there and, and I don't know, a five-course meal comes out. Turn it into a paddy field or something. <laughs> paddy field. <laughs> what? <laughs> Look, you mentioned rice paddies. The risotto is the... I guess the uh, the the main it's a very popular dish in the Thermomix, or as uh, Catherine Kim would say, or was it the, the catering girls? The hot wet rice. It does a really good risotto, but it does heaps of other. Look, the, the things that it can do, we've only just scraped the surface with. But I am not a sales representative with Thermomix, so I'll stop carrying on <laughs> like a thermo evangelist. Do you have a signature dish yourself, John, be it in the Thermomix or otherwise? Uh, I don't know if I have a signature dish. This is, oh, this is, a, <laughs> this is a bit feral, but we have <laughs> a dish that we call special pasta, mm-hmm. right? Please don't judge me. No, we won't. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> <laughs> it's not done in the thermi. It's done just in, in the pan. Mince, uh, a, a little tin of diced capsicum, 
um, bit of paprika, and the secret ingredient is a packet of taco seasoning. Oh, yeah. yeah good. And uh, so that, that stirs around while you're boiling your um, pasta shells and stirred in once the pasta shells are done, you stir it into the, uh, the mince concoction with the taco seasoning, a uh, bit of cheese on top in the oven for 10 minutes. It has been a solid family favourite for about 20 years and it's just known as special pasta. <laughs> I can see so, why. That, um, kids, that really appeals. It's a very comforting dish. It is. It's very much a comfort dish. The kids will say, what's, what's for tea? We'll go special pasta and it's like the best thing that's happened to them all day. <laughs> <laughs> so, Breakfast Radio, uh, you mentioned your uh, your almond milk uh, latte. Uh, no, did, oat milk. Uh, sorry. Uh, well, one of the punty milks. <laughs> I, I, um, I meddle in both. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you coffee? Do, do you need a coffee to get you going in the morning or uh, is that part of your regime? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, uh, I, I do need a coffee first thing in the morning. Uh, we've got a pod machine. Mm. And we love it. Yeah, yeah, I just have a, uh, you know, pour a, a, my first coffee is a long black and then my second, so that's at, uh, I don't know, about six in the morning and then at nine I'll do a, uh, one of the, uh, the oat or almond lattes. So I'm really only two coffees a day but they are very, very important coffees. Yeah, well, with your protein shake added to the equation, it sounds like you eat on the fairly healthy side there, John. Do you have a sweet tooth? Paddo, I, I, I feel as though if if my diet was looked at pre-midday, yeah. I, I would be half the size of what I am because after 12, it turns to poo a little bit. <laughs> In what way? No, well, no, I shouldn't say that. But I yeah. love, look, I love to snack. I'm probably more of a, a savoury than a sweet, although I do love both. Um, a, a packet of Doritos in the afternoon, uh, I have been known to smash. Um, and sweet wise, oh, look, I love a snot block, and I, I know you've done a, a fair bit of uh, vanilla slice work on, on the show. We um, do. and then I'll go back to savory. Look, I love a cheese platter, I, you know, cheese links, uh, wonderful sponsors of yours. I Very good. was looking on their website earlier and I'd love to do the the whole make your cheese at home thing. I reckon that's fascinating. Oh, it's the I, best I fun. Cheese. Yeah, yep. I just love food in general. I just, yeah, can't get enough of it. Yeah, I, I actually remember um, social media posts going back a few months, I reckon now, and I stopped and looked at it and thought, that's very interesting. John, you had a um, poached egg on a crumpet, I believe. <laughs> oh, yes. And Kevin yes, was, that... was most, yeah. <laughs> most interested yeah. in Yeah, good mix. It's, it's funny when you post pictures of your food on social <laughs> media and I know people that, you know, design their life around taking photos mm. of their food and putting it on social media, but it can bring up some very controversial discussion. <laughs> and that one, I couldn't believe it. I just thought, oh, yeah, well, I didn't have any bread in the freezer. And I thought, oh, I'll do it on a crumpet. <laughs> and I thought, it tastes all right. And I snapped the photo <laughs> and put it on. And uh, the, yeah, the polar uh, extremes that, that were, were spat back at me. And even one, and even one bloke uh, wrote back, you, you didn't even cook your crumpet. I had clearly cooked the crumpet. <laughs> yes, so yes. He didn't think it was. He didn't think it was toasted. He thought it. it was blonde. So, yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, yeah, no, it does bring up some very uh, controversial. I, I think when you when you're doing something left of centre with food, uh, it will attract 
some you know controversial comments and some some polarizing opinions whenever I post something about dim sims like I, I love a barbecue I, I love dim sims and I'll chop them in half and, and do them on the barbecue with a bit of bit of spray oil and um, you know it, it, they, they come out really well and whenever I post a picture of dim sims it uh, it does it stirs the pot a little as well. Because, you know, traditionally you're having fried or steamed. Putting them on a hot plate on the barbecue is just a little bit different. Well, one of the things we've uh, we've pioneered on this program is different ways to use dim sims. We had <laughs> William McGuinness tell us about his uh, dim sim pizza. Famous. Which is one of the, oh, one of the great inventions yes. of all time. He, uh, gets sto- he gets stopped in the street about his, yep. yep. Dim Sim pizza. He got he got stopped in the middle of Warnham Street in Warrnambool and the bloke said, oh, g'day, hang out. And he went and D- William went, oh, okay, so he's going to talk about sea change or something. He said, you're the bloke who did that bloody Dim Sim pizza thing on that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we had Stephen Curry on last week who was in a movie mm. that he did where he did Dim Sims on a stick. Yeah. So we're, the dim sim theme starting to fall fall into place in this podcast. So you're a barbecue man. You are you the king of the barbie at home? Yeah. Look, another significant um, investment was the the Weber family queue. Uh, we've always had you know your three burner barbies, and and about eight years ago, I think it was when we thought, well, let's bite the bullet get one of these Webers. Uh, we hear very good things about them, and honestly, it is the most amazing thing. Uh, we, you know, you do it. You've got to get used to the idea of cooking with the lid closed. But once you get over that, it does the most incredible steak. It does pizzas. It. I've got a rotisserie kit for it, so I do roasts on the spit. And the smell that it creates when you've got a slow cooked lamb oh, yeah. going on the rotisserie on a Sunday afternoon in the outdoor area is just divine. Here's one for you. If you could only keep one appliance, would it be the Thermomix or your Weber? <laughs> oh, no, seriously, that's, that's a really unfair question. I know. Used to answer. It's a line ball. <laughs> good one, good one. I would like to talk about your connection with uh, Kevin for people who aren't aware. You and Kevin go back a very, very, very long way and it is a, your relationship with Kevin um, – when Kevin, <laughs> we might need an intervention order here. Just stand by. It's been showcased in a new podcast you're yeah. doing. Can you um, take us through that? Yeah, well, Kevin and I do go a, a long way back. I used to listen to uh, Kevin when he was on the Fox Morning Crew in the late eighties, and uh, absolutely idolised him. Just loved and still do love the bloke. And he's one all right. morning, he did, he's all right. <laughs> One morning, he, they used to do a competition where they'd read out a birth date, and if it was your birth date, you would ring in and win $500. And so my birthday was read out. I rang in, won the $500, and, you know, was probably more buzzed about chatting with Kevin Hillier on the radio rather than winning the $500, but both were very good. And that kind of started me thinking, oh, okay, well, I won $500. Maybe I can win some other stuff. So I went on a spree over the next couple of years of <laughs> fleecing radio stations in Melbourne of, of prizes. So that prompted me to do a, a podcast because I found a box in my shed full of cassette tapes and found that recording of me ringing Kevin Hillier on the Fox Morning Crew. And I thought, well, if I can play that at the start of the podcast and then catch up with the announcer that gave me the prize, it might make for some interesting listening. So uh, that's what... I've done with the podcast titled I Was a Teenage Prize Pig. <laughs> so it was lovely to have Kevin as my first guest and it was he really reminisced well about that period in the late 80s when 
Fox FM was in the Nunawadding Channel 10 studios yeah. and it was it was just awesome, Kev. I loved it. Yeah, it was good. It was really good fun. I love the little, uh, what you've done with the uh, the jingly thing with the song too. I was a teenage <laughs> prize pig, baby. Was it Weezer or Deezer or Doofus or? <laughs> well, it was Weezer who did the Weezer. original <laughs> song, Teenage Dirtbag. Yeah, and right. here's a pop quiz for you. Mm-hmm. This, this, this would be good to see if you get this. The guy that... Uh, or the, the theme, the guy that did the theme for me is a previous guest of yours on Food Bites. Oh, oh. a singer. A singer. A singer. Marty Roan? <laughs> no, no. Australian singer. So th- oh, John Paul is- Young. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm thinking it's it's uh, Melbourne based. Oh, yes. Chris Sebastian. No, no, no. no Chris I'm just Sebastian. Sebastian. Chris Sebastian. alumni of uh, no. singers that have been on food. I know. Oh, no, we've I'm had, like, to show I'm off thinking, now. Uh, I'm thinking Dale Ryder or someone like think, that. Well, you're you're on the right track. Think Rocky. Scotty Khan. Think no. Think bald. Oh, I know. Oh no, I don't. Nineties. Uh, Oh, I know, Adam Thompson. Yes. <laughs> From Chocolate Starfish, one of the mo- more uh, terrific guests. Oh, he's he, funny. He is really he's good. Got, he's got I me like back him. onto self-sourcing puddings. Do you remember those from your childhood, John, the, the magic I puddings? I remember hearing Adam talking about self-sourcing puddings and his, uh, his love of coffee yes. as well. Yes. What did he say? He said, if, uh, if I get a... If I get a shit coffee from somewhere, I might as well just just throw it out. He did say that. Yeah, no, he's a good fellow. They're a good band, Chocolate Starfish. They want a, a yeah. re- really good live band. Mm. Really good live Very band. Very enga- engaging and oh, interactive. But he'd do anything. He'd, do, he'd jump off the top of stacks 750 feet in the air and fall into the oh, crowd. He didn't. It, you're right. I remember seeing them at the Oasis Swan Hill, uh, the Oasis Hotel in Swan Hill, uh, and he climbed up the curtains. <laughs> And was like on the ceiling, and everyone was thinking, "Ah, oh, this this dude's going to fall down. This is going to be a tragedy." But uh, he was quite the acrobat, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. very much. Not so. unlike you in your Fox FM days. Kevin. Oh, I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have thought so. Not at all. No, it's a, it's a great little uh, a great little podcast. So check that one out. I was a teenage prize pick with uh, some of the big names in uh, in radio coming up on that too. Johnny Peters, I know you've spoken to, uh, and Johnny Dave Peters, Ferguson. Yeah. Correct. And How many uh, radio stations were you uh, actually circling at any given time, John, to win all these prizes that you got? Uh, look, I guess it was just dial twiddling because back in 1988, Kev, we, we didn't have YouTube, we didn't have phones no, to twiddle true. on, there was no Netflix, just had the, uh, had the radio and yep. uh, that, was, that was my YouTube, that flicking around and finding a station and, and listening, thinking, I wonder what this is. I even, you know, tune into country stations yeah. and... Uh, yeah, it was just it was just fun. Yeah, yeah, all did that. Oh, I was going to talk yeah. about because this podcast will be going to wear obviously um, right in the the business end of the the spring racing carnival. And and John, given your history and your dad, I know you you've grown up with racing. But another wonderful thing uh, is your you call you refer to yourself as a fake race caller, but you've done some terrific versions of race calls with with certain themes. My favourite being the uh, the family camping holiday uh, handicap, but take us across some more of your recent ones that have been in line with the, the pandemic. Yeah, well, look, the family camping holiday handicap was was my first one, and that came about from a, uh, a, a trip 
where we caught up with other families and I was just hearing these statements around the campfire, like no fish in that river, what's for tea, sausages again. I thought, oh, jeez, I'm going to hear this in a, in a race course. So I scripted it out and then went to the race course and had the script on the window and basically read it. Yeah. But hopefully, well, it did sound like I was calling calling a race. So that's why it's a fake race call because it's entirely scripted. <laughs> and that went viral, got me on Sunrise. Koshy rang and said, oh, we want to get you on Sunrise. <laughs> uh, so I just thought, well, what are, what are some other relatable topics? And I thought, well, teenagers growing up in the house, I could certainly write a race call around that. Mm. I think there was the Christmas holiday handicap. And then, of course, COVID came along. So I did a COVID cup and then COVID stayed, so I had to do a COVID <laughs> cup part two. So, it, but, but I do refer to it as fake race calling because I could never call a real race. I am in awe of racing commentators. Yeah, me too. The, the memory that they must have and the association with colours, it is just uh, w- what they do, I, I couldn't do. I'm, I'm reading a script and making it sound like I'm commentating a race, but that's, <laughs> that's as far as it goes, Pat. Yep. We'll get to that shortly, but we want to ask you about your dream dinner party guests. Mm. Have you had to think about who you might have at your table, dead or alive, if uh, if you're putting on, uh, you know... Putting the, the Weber on. The thermo mix and the Weber are going... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wonder what Ricky Gervais would think Ooh. of the oh, thermo yeah. mix. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> He'd have plenty to, to say. <laughs> I'd love to have Ricky around. I, I love all of his work, but I've recently started re-watching The Office, and that was just brilliant. And it's it's even better going back now because it hasn't 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 dated. Mm. Yeah. Um, Rick Mail, I'm a big oh, fan of yeah. the young ones, and uh, and Rick is uh, was yeah he's no longer one with of us, the greatest. Is he? Mm. He's, he, you just laugh looking at his facial expression. <laughs> Were you a young ones fan, John? <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, <laughs> me I can, too. And my co-host Julie <laughs> from Three MP, she is also a young ones fan, and. Uh, I would say every day there is something that pops up that we will <laughs> use a quote at exactly the same time. Yeah. It's one, just one of those shows. Um, Paul McCartney, I think, is fascinating. Uh, the James Corden carpool yeah. karaoke. Oh, yeah. yeah. Paul McCartney is just one of the best, and I can watch that over and over and over again. Um, James Corden would be a good guest. Um, Lady Gaga, oh, yeah. I find amazing. Yeah, she's been doing um, some stuff with Tony Bennett, hasn't she, lately? Mm, sure has, yeah. sure has. Um, musically, Olivia Newton-John uh, would be a, a great guest, mm-hmm. I reckon. Dolly Parton, I've interviewed Dolly Parton before oh. and she was fun to chat to. I was always hoping that she would be in uh, in real life as, as down-to-earth as she appears. She seems a lovely human being. She was really down-to-earth. Yeah. And I remember one of the questions we asked her was... Uh, you, you're you're always so dressed up to the nines. You look gorgeous every time we see you. Is there a Dolly Parton that just longs to hang out in tracksuit pants and slippers? <laughs> yeah. And she goes, "Hell no! <laughs> you think that I'd hang out in?" <laughs> <laughs> <was very> <laughs> um, Michael Hutchins, I think I'd I'd love to I'd love to have my I, I believe and Peter Mobbs uh, from. Geelong, yep. um, ex K Rock uh, quotes, and I, I, I thoroughly agree with him. He was he was our one true rock star. Yeah. He was a real sure. rock star. Yeah, he it was, was mm. real rock yeah, and roll legends. Mm. And he'd be great to have around. Um, and James Heard, I'd love to find out <laughs> what happened. 
Yeah, yeah. Because he's, really, he's never really come out and said what happened from his side of it. I'd, li- mm. I'd like to hear the full story being an Essendon supporter. That's a random very, one. Yeah, but that's very gonna, yeah. interesting bunch of people. Well, all your music's, yeah. and musical entertainment is sorted for the evening with that, that list. Very much so. Very oh, well, much you're so. a busy man. I mean, with the, the podcasting and, the, uh, and obviously the breakfast show. Breakfast radio is uh, all-encompassing, uh, you know, part of your life, obviously. So uh, we, we really do appreciate your time on our, on our fabulous little podcast here. Thank you for joining Thank us. Thank you. Well, I, I, when I heard uh, Stephen Curry on the show and then I thought, I'm coming, I thought, I'm not worthy of this. Not only has he got a surname related to food, <laughs> but he is an A grade and then you're coming back to, uh, to me afterwards. But, but no, thank you. It is, as I've said to you before, guys, it is a, a must-listen podcast, Food Bites. It's entertaining every week. The guests you have are incredible and it just makes your mouth water and the amount of times I've come home after walking the dog and listening to Food Bites and getting straight into the kitchen. Oh. Sorry, they're racing at Vertiganville. We have to oh, leave yes, you okay, there, John. They're, no, they're, right they're, John they're just moving in now at uh, Vertiganville. We've that got is, the family uh, race coming up But that up is a right lovely now. thing to say, and, and you are a more than worthy guest. We've been thrilled to have you on today, John. It's been lots of fun. Pato, Kev, thank you so much, guys. Racing at Vertiganville. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> moving in now for the family camping holiday handicap. Just two left to come in. Unpowered sight. And why didn't you pack my jumper goes in? They're just about set. And they're racing. They all started pretty well with Fongs on in the shower, taking the early lead. Kids are getting along well with What's for Tea, Sausages again, and we really need a new caravan, and I've got no idea. Have you put sunscreen on was there with Naggy Mum? Can you get me a bag of ice for the Esky? There's no Wi-Fi here was next. Shut up and stop whinging and please zip up the tent. Tracking along okay was have you turned the Weber off? I've got no idea. There's absolutely no fish in that river. You've had too much. Sleep in the spare bed. I need a real coffee and I'm not a happy camper. My bed's f***ing uncomfortable's made up a stack of ground along with touch of gastro and the kids have turned feral. They turn for home and did you pack my jumper? Join Fongs on in the shower at the top of the field. What's for tea? Sausages again. I've got a headache. I want to go home. Have you turned the Weber off? Where are the kids? I've got no idea. Peeling out three wide. We really need a new caravan. There's no Wi-Fi here. Having a dream run. Touch of gastro. There's absolutely no fish in that river. Shut up and stop whinging. 100 metres to go and hitting the lead. Have you turned the Weber off? I've got no idea. I've got a headache. There's no Wi-Fi here. Shut up and stop whinging. Exciting finish here. Have you turned the Weber off? Where are the kids? I've got no idea. And here's my bed's uncomfortable down the outside. My bed's uncomfortable's hit the front and it's too good. Gets it by a short half head to have you turn the Weber off. Where are the kids? I've got no idea for fourth. What a great race. We say we'll never do it again, but no doubts we'll be back next year for the Family Camping Holiday Handicap. You are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Brought to you by Cheese Links. Bringing cheese and yoghurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au <laughs> oh, I'm exhausted. How well wonderful is that? My bloody bed's uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, or as, as you heard in the call. No, good stuff. Well he done, He's a Johnny. very talented man, yeah, multi-talented, and one of the nicest people you will meet in radio in, in life. Yes. He's just one of life's gentlemen, like his dad. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Both top-shelf human beings. And can I just say, I've found myself listening a lot on the 3MP app. Mm. They have really good music for yeah. just just to get away from it all and just have something that... Uh, 
you know, you like, yes. and uh, you can sing along to if you want to, or you can just have on it. Or really you can good. relax and chill out with an overflowing glass of Moselle. You can do all of those things. Now, <laughs> let's get to our- Oh, the Friday food poll. Something different. We've got a five-way choice this week for something different. Okay, picture the Senate ticket when you go to the elections, mm. and you know how they have 750 boxes. <laughs> yeah. you've got to t- well, it's about as long as a toilet roll. It is, and this is similar because you had to choose between Cocoa Pops, Rice Bubbles, Fruit Loops, Sustain, Just Right, Sultana Brand, Special K, Nutri-Grain. In other words, the Kellogg's Variety Pack. Yes. We've done it with biscuits. Thought we'd do it with cereal. cute little boxes you get in hotels. Let's get stuck into it racing. Silvana, first off the mark, jumping from the barrier. Rice Bubbles, Cocoa Pops, but my health says Sultana Brand. Terry Daniels said, well, if, look, if you want lots of sugar, then Cocoa Pops mm. and Fruit Loops, but being sensible, I'd start with the sustain. Mm. Kerry Rodder says, these are far more appropriate to eat for dessert than breakfast. That's a point. Didn't Jerry Seinfeld used to do that? Yes. I can't believe we ate them for breakfast for years, thinking because they were filled with lots of energy-laden sugar and fortified with vitamins that they had to be healthy for us. Hey, if I had to choose one, it would be rice bubbles with about five heaped tablespoons of Milo piled on top once the milk is added. Eat immediately before they go soft and slimy and the snap, crackle and pop disappears. Yep. Delicious. For more recipes like this, follow my Facebook page. Thank you, no, <laughs> Rebecca says, look, when uh, when you're a kid, you want Cocoa Pops and Fruit Loops. Nowadays, I would go Nutri-Grain yeah. or Just Right. All the others would... Uh, we just get left till I'm desperate. Sarah Warmby says it has to be Cocoa Pops. I think the monkey is also called Cocoa. Cocoa, the monkey. Too. Yes. Which makes me think, does anybody make chocolate crackles anymore? As a kid, we were always making them and a couple of people did respond. So, yeah, they're still uh, doing the rounds. I don't good think you, I, good you, retro party food. I'm not sure you do them anymore because of the peanut thing and all that stuff. Well, they, they don't have nuts in them, Kevin. Well, they'd be the only thing that you'd serve at a kid's party that doesn't. <laughs> oh. Susie Q says, I miss Tony. <laughs> The Tiger's Frosted Flakes. I remember, Tony. Yeah. So it would have to be Cocoa Pops from this lot. I'm sure the egg sandwiches you'd eat at a child's party wouldn't have any nuts in them either. Michelle Smith says Fruit Loops but no milk. Then Cocoa Pops with milk. Glenn says Fruit Loops because I'm a Fruit Loop myself. <laughs> no, nah, actually Sultana Brand, uh, Joe says my head is saying Sultana Brand my heart is saying Fruit Loops. Uh, Janine, for Loop Fruits, of course. <laughs> Fran says I'm boring, just right for me. That's not boring at all, Fran. Sue says... Hmm. Cocoa Pops followed by Nutrigrain. Our mate Jim Wilson, who has appeared on this podcast before, says Sultana brand from day one couldn't do chocolate milk at Brecky. Krishna says Sultana brand for Brecky and Fruit Loops for dessert in summer with chilled milk. Jane Kennedy says none of them. There is no good cereal. I'm trying to remember when I worked with Jane in the breakfast days. Tommy G used to eat cereal. Mm. S- Robbie used Robbie Sitch used to eat. I can never remember yeah. Jane eating cereal. I reckon that might certainly be... lends itself to breakfast radio, doesn't oh, it? Yeah. Because there's no preparation except for a bowl. <laughs> you, get the, you get the little thing to tip yeah. it in off you go. Stephen says, uh, as a kid, it was the only way. F- uh, it was the only way Fruit Loops and Cocoa mm. Pops entered the house. Now it would be Sultana Brand. Darren Purchase says Special K. Stephen Quartermain says my answer now is different to a couple of decades ago. In 2021, I say Sultana Brand. Case. Sada, says Sultana Brand. Darren says Coco Bops. Bill, 
None. They're all full of sugar. <laughs> Rosemary <laughs> Bond says Cocoa Pops. Pieta says, nah, Frosties all the way. I love Frosties. I like my processed wheat literally covered in ice like sugar glaze. That pack was the whole reason I bought the multi-packs when I could no longer find big boss boxes of Frosties. Jane Barnes says Special K and says listen in next week because I'll be on. Yeah. VAP. Yep, VAP. <laughs> Rice bubbles, L- light milk, no sugar. And Peacock says Fruit Loops. Ash says, ha, this is a good one. Rick. That's his mate, Rick. Yep. Cocoa Pops or Nutri-Grain here, although I do have to say that rice bubbles are pretty underrated these days. Had some a while back for the first time in ages and they're decent. Alan says Just Right or Sultana Brand. Kevin Chan, Sustain, Just Right and Sultana Brand. And Rebecca says Sultana Brand. Yeah, Michaela, Special K. Terry says Special K. Holly says Cocoa Pop. Tony Bennett says, <laughs> by the time I get to rice bubbles, uh, apologies Special again, K Tony. is worker. It never gets old. Wayne says <laughs> breakfast cereal is stupid. No, Wayne says breakfast cereal is stupid. Mm. I'd rather reply to an email from a Nigerian prince <laughs> oh. than eat any of these processed sugar-laden garbage. John Harvey Kellogg was nuttier than elephant crap. <laughs> this A-grade fruitcake seriously believed plain cereals could curb sexual appetite and proclivity from anyway. Uh, he said he's well, not... Well, yeah, doing something. That's true. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so insert you can, your own word there. You can read it yourself on the Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, any health-giving claims it has are a complete fraud and sales figures show that people the world over are consigning breakfast cereals to the dumpster of history mm. where they belong. Breakfast should be something... Awesome to start your day. Soggy pieces of grain pumped full of artificial neon colours and flavours cooked up in a chemist covered in a – and then covered <laughs> in cow boob juice and not not any good. I'd, uh, I'd choose Satan's uh, appendage, uh, otherwise known as the banana, for breakfast over a bowl of this sludgy corporate filth. Mm. Uh, if I have the misfortune to be up before the crack of noon – I want bacon and eggs. That's breakfast as it should be. Mostly, uh, yeah, cleaned up slightly there. Yeah. I um, I agree with Wayne. In fact, I, look, I, I don't understand. I like cereals, but I don't understand why you put milk with them. Why would you turn something crispy into something soggy? I don't understand. I've never, ever had, on the times that I have sh- cereal, I've never put milk on my cereal. Somebody call the emergency number for me, please. <laughs> Sarah has officially gone. But can you nuts. can you explain that to me? Because some people put maybe you know a liter of milk onto a little tiny speck of uh, cereal in the bowl, and it just becomes mush. What's the point? Somebody in uh, Spring Street has is waiting with a with a with a F post unit that takes one hundred and fifty dollars an hour for you to speak to them about that. Seriously, oh, um, I want to I want to go straight oh, to the top. Yeah, oh, I'm not I'm not getting involved in why people put milk on their cereal because that is just what we've always done. I could go. That's not an explanation. It is. I could go any of those. Why there was eight? Any of those eight, I could go easily. Uh, mm. Probably Fruit Loops would be the first one. Uh, I would. I would. Yeah. No, piff, chuff. Yep. Yeah. I chuff that. Sustain is Sustain nice. I liked just right. I always yes. really liked. It's got I, a honey sort of flavour. I don't like Sultana Brand. No. Never liked Sultana Brand. Special Co is okay. Nutrigrain. I didn't really like Cocoa mm. Pops was one of those ones you did occasionally and same with rice bubbles, but Fruit Loops would be the first one out mm. the door. Nutrigrain, little cricket bats. Yeah, didn't like didn't like Nutrigrain was a bit too hard. Very much marketed as Iron Man food. Well, Nutrigrain, if you, you couldn't eat it. 
without no. milk on it. Was, um, was there one that choo-choo um, bar. was there one that sort of was leading the field? Yeah, that? well, the, the people who do the Senate voting counting are, are looking at it now. They're going to get back <laughs> oh, to me. Okay. Some, it, might, it might take a while. Yeah. You'll probably come back. You know what the answer will be? Jackie Lambie or Darren Hinch. I don't know why that is, but anyway. Our thanks to John Vertigan. Yes. Uh, terrific uh, race call. There's a couple of others you can check out on YouTube mm. too, um, the COVID ones uh, and uh, and a couple of other ones as well. Uh, make sure you listen to his podcast, I Was yes. a Teenage Prize Pig. Very it's good. It's a fabulous concept for a podcast. And a reminder about cheeselinks.com.au. Go to the website, find out everything you need to find out and uh, then uh, give them a call on 52821984. And just like Kevin, you can be the big cheese. The big kahuna, you can. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and next week on uh, Food Bites, oh, yes. Jimmy and Jane Barnes to talk about their book and about uh, cooking in their house and who's the boss of the kitchen, all mm, that and more. Fantastic chat. So oh, look Kevin, forward to that. I've so thoroughly enjoyed sitting opposite it again from you this I might go afternoon. and get some just right. I feel like cereal now. I feel like some just right or some sustain. Is that right? Yeah, I know, actually. With milk on it. Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page and Twitter for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Brought to you by Cheese Links. Bringing cheese and yoghurt making to your kitchen. All you need to know at cheeselinks.com.au 